0: I'm thankful to be here um, to be able to, to preach today when Brother Kelly asked me. I'm thankful that I'm preaching on this particular day. And the reason is because Brother Kelly has told us, now guys, you know, my doctor has said when I get back up in the pulpit, um, you know, if if I can go for about 15 minutes, you know, the doctor said, you know, if I can't go any longer, I need to just go ahead and shut it down. So I'm going to break you all in with the 15-minute sermon today, <laughs> get you ready, uh, just uh so, um, have you ever lost something? Uh, how many minutes, hours of this week did you spend searching for something? Keys, checkbook, uh, something. Um, let's, let's raise it up a level. Have you ever lost someone? <laughs> Hopefully that's not you. Um, the Mall of America... Um, Some of you know where this might be. Some of you may have been to the Mall of America. My family had a chance to go up to Minnesota, up to Wisconsin uh, in June uh, of this past summer. And we got to spend time with family and friends up there. And while we were in Minneapolis, the thought came, let's go see the Mall of America. Now let me just give you a couple of interesting facts about the Mall of America. It's the largest mall in the U.S., okay? 4.87 million square feet, okay? There are more than 520 stores, okay? You could fit seven Yankee stadiums inside it. Um, (laughs) The Mall of America employs roughly 11,000 employees year-round, and it boasts 40 million visitors annually. So we got to be some of those 40 million uh, visitors when we went in. It was Father's Day. It was a kind of a present. Um, here you are, Dad. Um, and, and we went with our good friends, Jack and uh, Lynn Rotts and their family. And so here we are with, with lots of kids. And, and we just decided, let's go to the amusement park area. Didn't know if you realized that. There's just an amusement park section of the mall. We didn't even get to see hardly any of the other stores or the other parts of the mall. We just went, wanted to have fun in the rides inside this mall. And so what a Father's Day gift. So we're we're going around, and, and of course, Anna Joy, um, we kind of have to keep her in a stroller, you know, buckled in, and, and we're rolling her around, and then we'll get her off for a ride and things like that, and then we'll put her back in the stroller, wheel her around and, and things, and so we, we said, let's go do the log flume ride. There is a log flume ride inside the Mall of America. So here we are waiting our turn, and and we're getting on now. Anna Joy, she couldn't ride this one; she's a little too small. So you know, um, some of the people that we have with us here, you know, they're all taking turns watching her and stuff. So we get off of the ride, and I remember, oh, they took our picture on the ride, and I remember we were all sitting there talking or standing there talking, and and one of us, uh, I'll protect uh, the people, here, um, unbuckled Anna Joy. And, oh, it's time for her to get out, walk around a little bit. Then we all became enamored with our faces up on the screen as we came down one of these hills on the log flume ride. And I'm looking, I'm like, oh, that's fun, you know. And I look back, and I remember, okay, she was unbuckled. And I'm looking, and I'm looking, and I'm looking to see if somebody's holding her. I said, guys, Anna Joy is gone. My heart sinks and drops into my stomach. And we're like, Jen runs one way. Jack runs this way. I run this way. There were only three ways to get out. And we're running, and and I can't see her ahead of me. I turn back around. I see Jen start to sprint. And I'm like, okay, she must be over the bridge that was right over there. And so I start coming back, and here comes Jen with Anna Joy in her arms. And on Father's Day, I had to say, I lost my child in the Mall of America. You talk about humiliating. And I thought, and, and when I read this, as I read the statistics of the Mall of America, it says it has its own counter-terrorism unit. I, th- I think, well, thank you. She wasn't going to get away, you know, far. And, and I'm thinking to my guy, uh, myself, these guys that are watching from all the cameras must be having a field. They say, hey, guys, we have a runner. All right, let's, <laughs> let's watch. Here they go. Oh, yep. Now they find out she's missing. There they go. They're starting to run. And um, so there's so much over that that we knew she wouldn't be able to get far away and that we would be reunited. But your heart just sinks. I don't know if you've been there. You've lost Somebody important to you. Well, as you can see, the title of the sermon today is the missing person report. Now, your minds could imagine, well, where are we going with this, Tim? Uh, could it be Jonah? You know, God said, hey, I need you to go. Jonah, where are you? <laughs> he he runs the opposite direction on a ship. He's sleeping, thinks he can get away from God. Or um, was it Peter when he denied jesus and and then he just runs um who who could it be there's there's people that we could go to but we sang it just a little bit ago where we want to go this morning Um, i'm going to put the words back up here but this is one of the great hymns of our faith holy 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 lord god almighty early in the morning our song shall rise to thee holy 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 merciful and mighty god in what Three person. All right, let's do a little word association, if you would, for me, okay? I'm going to say a word. You just think of something that comes to your mind when I say that word. All right, ready? Go. God. Well, just think of a, a, a picture in your mind. Just think of a picture. When I say God, could it be maybe just a bright light? Could it be uh, somebody on a throne? A king? Um, something that comes... How about Jesus? What comes to your mind? What do you picture? Is it... Is it the cross? Is it, is it like the, the 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 crown of thorns around his head? Is it is it Jesus feeding five thousand people? Is he, is, is he bringing the little children unto him? Okay, last one, Holy Spirit. What kind, what picture? What picture comes to mind? It's a little harder, isn't it, with the Holy Spirit? What do we picture? And that's where I think sometimes the Holy Spirit might get the short end of the stick when we think about the Trinity. Now, trivia question for you here. What is 11 weeks from today? Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve. If you say Christmas Eve, you got it right. Here, Jesus. Okay, God's Son. All right, second one we often refer to in the Trinity. God the Father, Jesus the Son. We usher in at Christmas time, the little baby into that manger and the shepherds come and visit him. And boy, we, do you know these people? We go crazy over Christmas. Um, You might be one of them here today. You know how many hours uh, it is until Christmas. It's 1,862 hours. Um, But you might know these people and, and, why not we oh it's ushering in the savior of the world remembering jesus who came to this earth to identify with us and die on a cross to save us from our sin wow i you know i hope with through christmas We, we are really honoring him when he is born but what about the holy spirit anybody know how many days it is till the day of pentecost It's actually coming up on May 20th of 2018. 5,376 hours from now. Um, but don't worry, there's plenty of shopping days, um, left for the day of Pentecost, whatever you might get for the Holy Spirit, or to honor the Holy Spirit and usher in. Do you guys get what I'm saying? Do you understand what I'm saying? We, we honor God. We, we, we honor the Father. We honor the Son. We, we explode at Christmas time. We are so thankful for His delivery day. What about the Holy Spirit? What is it about the Holy Spirit that do you have sometimes trouble even calling it He or a person? It. We kind of sometimes we refer to yeah, it, the Holy Spirit. It's it's out there. We we kind of know about it a little bit, but are we living Spirit filled? lives that's that's the question sometimes we we just kind of maybe reserve the holy spirit for our pentecostal friends okay and and, wow we see some things going on and we're kind of like whoa back up a little bit you know but in the baptist church do we recognize the holy spirit for the third person of the trinity could he be that missing person We've got to think about that. That's where we want to spend some time this morning looking at. The question we have to ask is why? If you would turn to Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. This is the moment we, in which God the Father unleashes the Holy Spirit on his people. This is the Christmas of Jesus coming to earth. This is the moment. What a better place to, to, to start with the unleashing of the power of God, that third person in the Trinity. If you would stand with me, let's read Acts 2, 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. They were united. They were united right there. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven. Don't you wish you could be a fly on the wall? Uh, a, a sound from heaven. What was that sound like? It sounded like a rushing, mighty wind. Now, I don't know if you've ever been around a tornado. I, I, I've been, in my life, I've been around two tornadoes. And, and it's, it's almost the sound of a freight train coming. Along, along the tracks. It's, it's this rushing wind. This is, must have been what they were hearing as of a ru- rushing mighty wind. And it filled the whole house where they were sitting. You know, it's funny, they were waiting for this. God had already told them, stay there and it's going to come. You don't know when, but it's, it's going to come. And here they are. It's finally here. Then there appeared to them divided tongues as a fire. And one sat upon each of them. Think about the symbolism of the fire all throughout the Old Testament. Remember when God sent fire down and and got up the sacrifice that Elijah had put on Mount Carmel? Fire tongues of fire are, are resting upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Do you realize what that looked like? All of a sudden they could speak a different language A language that was known from all these nations that had gathered here. You want a picture of this in your mind? Go up to the United Nations. And here's what it was almost like. Everybody was hearing in their own language. As, as the Spirit gave them a language to start speaking to them and then ultimately telling them the good news of Jesus. Let's pray. God, please help us. Help us understand the Holy Spirit more and the role that He has, not it, He has in our lives. Help us to recognize Him as God, the Trinity, the one that you sent to us, the gift you've given to us. Help us to understand Him more. And help us to follow and hear. God, thank you for sending us the Holy Spirit. Lord, we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, being here, you're probably in one of three places, okay? Maybe you're visiting us here for the first time, and and you don't know much about salvation. You don't know much about the saving grace of God. And you don't know that Jesus died on a cross to save you from your sin. Maybe, maybe you've heard that kind of language before, but you never really understood it. You never really surrendered to him as Lord of your life. You're here and and you're searching. Maybe you're here and you're not searching. Somebody invited you or, or maybe you're just here. I don't know why. Maybe God has, has drawn you here today. But but you've not accepted the, the free gift of grace that God offers. Maybe that's you today. Or maybe you come to church week in and week out, and you believe yourself to be saved, but you don't have the evidence of the Holy Spirit in your life. Turn to Matthew 7, please. I think this is one of the most challenging scriptures in all of the Bible. Matthew chapter 7. We need to take this to heart. This is the truth of God's Word right here in our faces. Matthew 7, starting in verse 15. Folks, we need to, again, Matthew 7, 15, we need to be aware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. Therefore, by their fruits you will know them. Now look at this. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he who does the will of my Father in heaven. Guys, this is is mind-blowing right here. Look at this. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Cast out demons in your name and done many wonders in your name. And I will then declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Folks, there were people casting out demons, doing wonders, prophesying. And God one day will look at them and say, depart, I never knew you. The evidence that you are saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ is the Holy Spirit on your life, sealed as a deposit, a guarantee, so that one day when you stand before God, you are looked at as righteous. The Holy Spirit will be evident in your life, producing good fruit. Folks, look around and you'll be able to discern good fruit from bad fruit. You'll you'll be able to discern if the Holy Spirit is indwelling in someone or not. So maybe that's you here. Maybe you've come to church week in and week out, maybe for years, and you're thinking, I thought I was saved. But if I'm producing bad fruit... Maybe you need to check. Work out your salvation in fear and trembling. Know that you have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. That's our third person here today. Maybe you're here today and you know without a shadow of a doubt you are saved by grace through faith, not of yourselves. It's the gift of God. It's you trusting Christ and you have asked the the Holy Spirit, dwell inside me, Lord. Help me to produce good fruit. And maybe there are seasons in your life. Maybe there' are seasons where you feel dry. Maybe you're, you're, you're having hard times, you're not perfect, right? Sometimes bad fruit will come out. But the, the litmus test is: what do you respond? How do you respond to when you do wrong? Are you sensitive? to the holy spirit i think of the callousness that sometimes we get on our hands that callousness dried skin it's not as sensitive is it but i tell you what when that callousness is peeled off oh is that sensitive oh it's sensitive are we sensitive to the holy spirit confronting us with something that is not of god and are we willing to respond to him with humility Maybe that's you. Maybe that's you here today. But sometimes you just feel like, where is the Holy Spirit? I'm going through week after week, and it's one of those dry seasons for you. And you're like, where is the Holy Spirit? Well, maybe we need to file that missing person report. I looked up filing a missing missing person's report. And there were three things that I really honed in on an advice that we need to have when we file a missing person report. Number one, we need the right information. It would do the police no good if you went to them and said, I have a missing person, I want to file this report, and you gave them all the wrong information. How are they going to look? They won't be able to look. You've got to give them the right information. Look, it says this, "Police need as complete a description as possible to locate a missing person. When filing a report, bring one or more clear photographs, preferably from the shoulders up. Also, have a clear description of height, weight, age, and any identify I love this. Any identifying marks on them. Know what they were last seen wearing and who they were seen with before they went missing." Folks, if we don't know what the Holy Spirit's role is, how can we go find him? Let's turn to John 14. John 14. Some of this may be review for you. Some of this might be, wow, I didn't realize all of the role the Holy Spirit will play and can play in my life. John chapter 14, start in verse 15. This is Jesus talking to his disciples. John chapter 14, verse 15. He says, if you love me, keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Okay, as we get to a word, I want you to make note in your mind the role of the Holy Spirit. Number one, helper, right? Helper. That he may abide with you forever. Okay, he will live with you. Live in you. Abide in you, okay? The spirit of truth, okay? He's truthful, never lies. Whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. He's the missing person that this world is looking for. They need something. They know they do, but they're missing it. They can't see him. But you know him. For he dwells with you. Again, he lives with you and will be in you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. It's a promise. It's a promise here. Jump down to verse 25. He says, these things I've spoken to you while being present with you, but the helper, there it is again, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will what? Teach He's going to teach you, okay? And he was going to what? Bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Okay, let me ask you a question. How can you remember something you don't know? He will bring to remembrance, okay, all of these things, all right? Let's go down to uh, turn over to chapter 15, the end of chapter 15, beginning toward chapter 16. It's actually, uh, let's see, John 15, 26. He calls him the helper again. But when the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will what? Testify of me. The Holy Spirit is always going to point back to God and the Son. So many times people will take the Holy Spirit and somehow... Give excuse to say, I know best, and they will speak things. That's not from the Holy Spirit. It's for some other type of gain. You'll know it's the mark of the Holy Spirit when He points to Jesus, points to God. And you also will bear witness because you have been with me from the beginning. Chapter 16. Uh, If you go down to verse five, look at this. But now I go away to Him who sent me, and none of you asks me where you are where are you going. But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Verse seven. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth: it is to your advantage that I go away. For if I did not go away, the Helper will not come to you. Do you guys understand the roles? That God the Father has, Jesus the Son has, and the Holy Spirit. You know what a problem in our society is? Everybody wants each other's roles. I can just see it now. Jesus and the Holy Spirit up there arguing about their roles. Jesus looking at the Holy Spirit. Why can't I be everywhere all the time like you are? Holy Spirit looking at Jesus. Why couldn't I have died on the cross that you will be up on the, the seat and everybody will be worshiping you and all this thing? They don't do that. They have their role. And it's all to bring glory back to God in them. It's all about them. Let's take an example from them. Let's stop arguing over roles that God has given to us to accomplish for his sake. His role is is to help us. He says, but if I depart, I will send him to you. Do you guys realize if Jesus hadn't died on the cross, came back to life, ascended into heaven, we would not have that Holy Spirit. He said, I must go away so the helper can come. And when he has come, He will what? Convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Do you guys realize? Have you ever thought about the Holy Spirit? First of all, He's going to convict you if you've done wrong, okay, of sin. He's going to show that to you if we're quiet enough to listen. Sometimes we want to avoid that, we don't want to be told what we're doing wrong. The Holy Spirit will convict us of sin if we're quiet enough and He can actually show you things, right? But He also, check this out, He'll convict you when there's something right. It's like, yes, that's right. That's right. End of judgment. End of judgment. He'll keep on our minds, the forefront of our minds, that every word that proceeds out of our mouth, we're going, have, we're going to have to be accountable for. Right? That's scripture. Right? There's a judgment day coming. Thankfully, if we're saved by grace, we've been made righteous before God. Thank the Lord for that. He's going to convict us. Turn to or uh, verse 12 here. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them right now. However, when He, the Spirit of Truth, has come, He will, what? Guide you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own authority, but whatever He hears, He will speak. He will tell you things to come. He will glorify Me, for He will take of what is Mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that He will take of Mine and declare it to you. Holy Spirit is a gift. To us, Could you imagine life without the Holy Spirit in our lives? Wow. That would be way different. That's the Holy Spirit. He's going to teach us, remind us, guide us. The second point here that I read about when filing a missing person report is there's no waiting period. You know, it says many shows on TV and movies, they've publicized the 24 or 48 hour waiting period to report missing people, but that doesn't exist in real police offices. As soon as you know an adult or child is missing, report it to the police. How does that translate to us? Holy Spirit convicts you of something? Don't wait. Don't wait. Do it. There's no waiting period i have to confess something to you i when we were coming home from our trip um we we drove up to minneapolis in wisconsin and you can just imagine the the journey home after all that time away and in the car and everything and our (laughs) you know uh, we're, we're tired and 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 all this and and so we get to beckley west virginia we're almost to our last leg of the journey, and there's a travel plaza there. Some of you may have actually been in the same place. You know what I'm talking about. So we, we get into this travel plaza, and uh, so we've got the kids. We're trying to get them down for the meal, and, and so they're eating. And so as a, a kind of kind gesture, I was like, okay, you guys want some ice cream or something? So, so Jen is with with uh, a couple of the kids. She's back at this table, and, uh, have you ever come across somebody that's just oozing the Holy Spirit? I mean, their countenance, you could just tell they're different. Well, while we were sitting there eating lunch, I saw across the, the next, very next table to us, he's facing us, not saying a word. But it was like I could just sense this guy had something different about him. And, um, you know, he had talked on the phone and was doing something, but he was by himself. And, um, so I, then I went and got this dessert for them and everything. And, and, it was taking a lot longer than I had anticipated, and and I could see the frustration level in Jen as she was there at the at the table, and, and she's giving me looks like, "Come on, come on." I'm like, I can't do anything about it. There's a lie, you know, and so I'm starting to get frustrated. And I'm like, "Oh, this is not my best moments, right?" And and so, oh, so I get back to the table and like, here, you know, and I'm just, it's a mess, it's a mess, and I sit down. And there's that guy again, sitting across there. And I notice him look up at Jen. And he says, you're a great mom. You're you're doing a great job. And then he looks at me. (laughs) I I couldn't believe the words that came out of his mouth. He looks straight at me and goes, and I don't know about you. (laughs) I'm like, are you seriously saying that to me right now? I'm like, man, I know I'm having, a, you know, one of those moments. You know, we all have them. But man, and he, and then in the next phrase out of his mouth, he says, that Raven shirt you're wearing is terrible. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, no, man, I... It was like the Holy Spirit was using that guy to just zap into my soul and go, ah! Oh. I'm like, oh. And then he just, the phrase of the Raven shirt, I'm like, ah. Oh. And then we, we get all the kids up and I'm starting to act a little gentler and kinder and, kinder and, and we get into the car and I'm starting to drive and I hear from my wife, the Holy Spirit used that man to talk to you today. <laughs> like, I know, I know. And in my pride, I was like, and then I went back into my moment again. I'm like, no, this is not good. We had those moments though. And I knew in that moment I shouldn't wait. Wait. To, to just be totally humiliated and look at Jen and say, I know, I'm sorry how I acted. This was terrible. I wasn't showing Jesus to anybody around me. But you know what I do? You guys know? We're prideful men. And we're like, no, I'm not gonna have to I'm just going bury my anger, get upset and all that, right? No. Don't wait when the Holy Spirit convicts you. He's talking to you. He's trying to say something. Don't wait. Don't wait. There's no waiting period. Third point, what to expect after the missing person is found. Maybe you're here today and you're like, Tim, I'm, I'm, I'm finding the Holy Spirit now. This is the missing person. This is where I've been just dry these last months, two months, whatever. It's the Holy Spirit in my life. This is it. What to expect after the missing person is found? Hopefully, it says here, I love it. Hopefully the missing person will be found quickly and before any harm happens. And a Joy, right? She's running. What happens? Though? What to expect? In that moment when I was confronted, yeah, I just wanted to ignore it in my flesh. I just wanted to reject it. You know, do you remember the Pinocchio, Jiminy the Cricket is kind of talking and, and, and maybe you kind of have those things like where, you, where there's moments where you're like, the angel's on this shoulder and the enemy's on this shoulder, da da da, 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 da. right? You, you have that stuff going on. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here when we hear that Holy Spirit? It's not going to be easy. It's going to be tough because guess what? Your flesh is warring with the Spirit. You know, I was talking to my kids uh, the other day and, and I had a really good conversation with them. And I told them, I was like, you know, I never had to teach you to do wrong things. Right? You just did it. You just did wrong things. But I do have to teach you how to do right things. Because our flesh wants to do the wrong. And the Spirit is here saying, no, do the right things. Do the right things. You, you might be relating to, to Romans 7 when Paul is battling in his mind. I find then a law that evil is present with me, the one who wills to do good. For I delight in the law of God according to the inward man. But I see another law in my members warring against me, bringing me into the captivity of the law of sin, which is in my member. Oh, wretched man I am. He's like, I, I do the things I, I don't want to do. Paul had that struggle in him. We all have that struggle when, when we leave this place and we're with the ones that are closest to us and start, you know, jawing at each other. It, it's like, are we putting God in a box and leaving him here at church? Or is the Holy Spirit present with us, filling us? Just a, We're going to finish with just a few things of how we can bring in the indwelling of the Holy Spirit Number one, stay in the word. Stay in the word. This is the truth. If you don't know the word, how can he bring it back to your remembrance? You've got to know the truth. So when something false comes, you know. No, that's not not truth. This is truth. Surround yourself with friends who will point you back to God's word, not just give you their own opinion or advice. Friends that will point you back to truth. Test the spirits. Folks, we got, we got people all around that will hear something and boom, they'll say it. Wait a minute. I didn't test the spirits. There's truth. And, and, and there's, there's voices that might come and say, uh uh-uh, uh, that, that's not the right one because this is truth. You got to test the spirits. That's what it says. Scripture says that. We can get some really bad advice from people if we don't test the spirits. Don't grieve the spirit. Don't grieve the spirit. I can just imagine when I live in a way that's grieving the spirit, I can just imagine him going, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? Do we do that? Don't grieve the spirit. Do damage control. Guys, we make decisions that are of our flesh. And if we don't do damage control, that's a problem. We need to go to people. We need to make things right. We need to apologize. We need to humble ourselves. When you hear the Holy Spirit talking to you about that, don't wait. Don't wait. Do damage control. Say sorry for the things that you have done that have not been of God, but have been of the flesh. You get it right here, and you get it right here. And and maybe there's some things that God's trying to talk to you about, and you have rejected Him for so long. No, I'm not going to own up to that. I'm not going to say sorry for that. That was just me. That's pride. That's the callousness. You're not being sensitive to to, to God. Working through the Holy Spirit, convicting us of something. Maybe you need to do damage control. Be filled up with him. Bible says don't be filled up with wine, right? What will that cause us to do? Uh, Our master at that point will be the wine. The drink will be controlling us. He says be filled up with the Spirit. He will be controlling us at that point. Get that? um, Andrew, I'm going to have you come on up here. Every morning, get a fan out. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Let's put this right here. You know, we've talked about the missing person thing this whole time. Guess what? The Bible says he's never left us or forsaken us, right? Who's missing? Us. We're the ones that go this way and this way and this way and he's there and he's just like would you just come back to me would you just get plugged in okay can you just plug into the energy source to the source would you just plug in maybe you're not been plugged in to the source the fan's been going okay and and i i like to think of the holy spirit as like a, a a wind Right? Jesus, when he's talking to Nicodemus, it's like a wind. You don't see where it's going, but you see the effects. Right? The wind's going. Maybe you're tapped in the source, but you're like, ah, still not catching it. Here, Andrew. Let's grab that side right there. Just hold that part right there. You're not catching it. You're not catching the wind. Be filled up with the Spirit every morning. We ought to wake up and say, "Lord, fill me with the Spirit this morning." Because guess what? If this is down, you you, you don't know which way to go. You, you're just going on your own. You're going on your own to do list throughout the day. Da, da 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 da. You know. But when you catch this, He'll take you where He wants you to go. You see what I'm saying by that? That's it. That's being filled with the Spirit. Thank you, Andrew. I'll just maybe turn that around to the choir. Is it hot up here? Yeah. Um, real quick. Last thing: set sail in the morning, right? Set sail in the morning. Be filled with the Spirit every time you have breakfast. You coffee drinkers, you're filled up with coffee. Have the Holy Spirit with it, okay? Have the maybe on your coffee mug, right? Holy Spirit too, okay? <laughs> All right, coffee. Holy Spirit wants to take you throughout the day. Last thing, be his witness. Be his witness. Have you ever thought about these things that you go through, the trials, the struggles, the frustrations, as an invitation to show the Holy Spirit? Because guess what? When something happens and you get angry, and then the Holy Spirit fills you and you're not angry, somebody else will be like, why aren't you angry right now? That's the invitation. Well, you know what? I, yeah, I should be angry right now, but I'm warring against my flesh and the Holy Spirit is winning and so I don't want to be angry. I don't want an outburst of anger. I don't want that. I want the Holy Spirit to fill me. Well, you shouldn't have joy in this moment. You just got bad news. Well, right, you're, you're right, but I've got the Holy Spirit in me and there's joy even though I get some painful news. Amen. The fruits of the Spirit, love, joy... Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's when people will see a difference. They'll see the Holy Spirit. We are to be His witness. They'll be like, what's different about you? I've got the Holy Spirit. The third person of the Trinity, God dwelling in me. You ever, you ever open a bag of chips Here's a bag of chips. Do you know what? To get the first one, my hand has to go all the way down this way, this far. Have you ever wanted a bag of chips to actually be at the top? How many of you are ever disappointed when you open a bag of chips and it's half full? You just sold me a half a bag of chips. You know what? You know what I want my life to be? I want my life to be popcorn. You ever take the popcorn out of the microwave? It's, it's burning your hand because it's right at the top. It's exploding. I want my life to be oozing the Holy Spirit so people can see, wow, what is different about you? I'm not a half a bag of chips. That's the difference. I'm not a half. Be his witness. Be his witness. As we close, Anna Joy, there were a couple of things that happened that caused that whole issue at the Mall of America. One, she was unbuckled. She was unbuckled. Sometimes we need to stay in our safe havens and not allow ourselves to walk into temptations. Correct? When we unbuckled that, we asked for it. And here we all are preoccupied with looking at our own selves On the screens. Oh, look at us on the log flume ride. Whoa, whoa, whoa. There she goes. Me, 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 me. We can get so preoccupied with sin and self. What is it today that the Holy Spirit has been trying to get through to you for maybe even years? It could be that you need salvation, you've never accepted Christ as Savior. Our sin put Jesus on the cross. We need to be convicted. And yet, He loved us so much to go through that pain. Maybe you're here and and you thought, man, I I thought I've been saved, but wow, I know I don't have the Holy Spirit. You need to come make that right. That is one of the most mind blowing passages of all of Scripture that they thought they were saved. And he said, I depart from me, I never knew you. Maybe you're here today and, and you're, you're a sinner saved by grace and you've got the Holy Spirit, but it hadn't been fresh. You haven't been catching the, the Holy Spirit and allowing Him to work through your life. It's just been all about you. Maybe you want to come to the altar, just confess. It's the invitation time, would you stand? Let's pray. God, this is your moment to speak to us through the Holy Spirit. Allow us to be receptive, not closed off, not hard-hearted, not calloused. Help us to be receptive to you in Jesus' name. Amen.